octalkradio.net. You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Well, it's not Rick Franzi today. You get a special uh, substitute host here today. Once in a while, I get to come from behind the uh, curtain. I'm Paul Roberts. I'm the normally the producer of the show. Let's see if I can get my mic to act right here. And um, today, um, I get to fill in for Rick because he's still uh, caught on the uh, East Coast. He was at a uh, Renaissance Executive Forums uh, uh, event that uh, started on... Oh, hang on a second here. That started uh, a couple of days ago, and he was going to get out and fly, but uh, couldn't get there in time here. So I get to fill in for him here. And uh, let me just run a quick commercial here because, no, there we go. Okay, I was trying to do two things at once. Hard to be the engineer and the producer at the same time here. So um, today, if you haven't uh, tuned in before, um, the whole point of the program is to learn from the experiences of others to have local business people come and share their stories so you can learn about not just what the kind of things that are out here in Orange County, but more importantly, we talk about the issues that confront all of us. How do you get started? How do you get through problems? What are you doing to grow sales? How do you deal with government regulate? All these kinds of things, these uh, various things we talk about in this show. And the idea, of course, is that it's sponsored by Renaissance Executive Forums, which is, of course, a peer group, a business peer group, which helps facilitate. You pay them to join other groups, and they have professional facilitators like Rick who organize these things and turn these brainstorming sessions into something productive. So um, if you want to learn more about uh, Rick's business, you can certainly go to criticalmassforbusiness.com. He's a local consultant and peer group operator. And if you want to learn about uh, the um, organization he's part of, uh, this nationwide organization, Renaissance Executive Forums, by all means, check them out on the Internet as well. All right, we're, we're here with our next guest. I'm going to let you introduce yourself here and tell us your name and a little bit about your company here. What, what do you guys do here? My name is uh, Todd Cooper. I'm the CEO of Envision. We are a company that has a chain of laser eye surgery centers. Laser eye surgery centers. Okay, I'm only smiling because today is our day for technology. The last guest um, was um, uh, a guy who created a flash drive company. And you think, okay, flash drive. Lots of people make little flash drives and things. He makes them for exotic applications like oil rigs and power stations and odd things on the top of a telephone pole. So he, put, he goes and makes these little flash drives that sit in all these odd locations and somebody has to go get it and, you know, pull it into the office and plug it into something here. Talk about laser eye technology. Is this something, it seems like we've suddenly see these everywhere. What, what's, what's unique about what you guys do? What's different? What's the same? Yeah, so, uh, you know, our, our core business is LASIK. So okay. uh, you got eyeglasses, we can we can help fix that problem. And I'm going to stop you for one second. All right, LASIK, L-A-S-I-K, is that the generic name or is that a specific procedure? I, I never really knew what LASIK means. I know it's eye surgery using a laser, but I see lots of companies offering LASIK. Is it a machine? Is LASIK a, a technique? What is LASIK? It, it's a, uh, it, I mean, to put it most simply, it's it's the most common procedure to eliminate the need for 
uh, distance glasses. And somebody pioneered how to use a laser and do this to reshape the eye or whatever, that, so you can get a. You, you, as I understand it, you either you either literally shave the eye, and if it's I forget if you're nearsighted or farsighted, which one you do, and then the other one you somehow build up the eyeball or whatever. Is that correct? Well, what you're what you're basically doing is you're you're reshaping the the uh, the cornea and you're cutting a flap as well and you're mm-hmm. repositioning it. So the way to think about it is that it's it's just repositioning to give you what the original uh, shape of the eye was. What the eye when was supposed to be, exactly. what it was supposed to do, right. Yeah. And in some cases, my, my wife had this done, and somehow they had to build up her eye. And I'm, she was farsighted, and I'm nearsighted, or maybe it's the reverse or something. There was Somehow I'm supposed to be easier because I'm nearsighted, and she was supposed to be harder because she was farsighted. Right, right. That's exactly it. Okay. So you are you guys have the the machinery that does it, or you have the centers that do it? We we have everything. So we're not a manufacturer. We're mm-hmm. a, we're the service provider. So okay. we have seventeen locations across California, mm-hmm. and in those seventeen locations, we have our own surgeons on staff, uh, surgical ophthalmologists. Mm-hmm. We have our own optometrists, our own technicians, and so mm-hmm. those surgeons are doing the surgery. And we also have the lasers and equipment that is used to help uh, execute that surgery. And it seems like everybody's doing this. It's from individual ophthalmologists or doctors or whatever to clinics and groups and other things. How how do you position yourself in the market? How do you you sift through all these? I open the paper and there's 50 guys saying they're all doing LASIK surgery here. Yeah, so, you know, we're we're actually not the 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 cheapest place to go. If you want to okay. get cheap LASIK, um, you can go go to a lot of places. And right away, I don't want to have cheap eye surgery. Somehow that doesn't sound like an appealing thing. I'm sure it's appealing to some people who want to save money. But if I'm fooling around with my eyes, I don't know that I want the cheapest guy in the block to no. there. No, you, you you don't for a for a once in a lifetime uh, event mm-hmm. for something that's so important as your eyesight. You want to go somewhere where you're going to get something done quality. And, Absolutely. You know, and, and so that's really, we, we have what we call our differentiators, actually. Mm-hmm. And, and those are six things. They're the fact that we're the number, uh, we're the eye doctor's number one choice, meaning that more mm-hmm. eye doctors choose to have surgery done by us than anywhere else. So if your eye doctor thinks it's okay, then that's probably a good thing. Okay. You're talking about for themselves? If they exactly. Want to? For okay. themselves. Uh, second is we have uh, Avellino DNA testing, and what that is is it's a, a genetic. We have a, a, the exclusive in Southern California for that. So what that is is a genetic test that identifies a hereditary disease, which mm-hmm. if you do get LASIK could help or, or could de- uh, uh, deteriorate your eyesight. So mm-hmm. wow. uh, that's something that's it's a very rare condition. I but never it's a heard test of that. that there's some. So you're saying there's some genetic defect that some percentage of the population might have, and those people shouldn't have. LASIK surgery. They, they should not. It, uh, getting LASIK uh, or PRK, which is a, a, mm-hmm. the, the other vision, variation of, of LASIK, uh, will actually exa- exasperate the condition, and, and it's something you don't want to do. So yeah. it's something you can, you know, we can do very quickly, safely. So people are just other guys are just rolling the dice and saying, "We hope you don't have this because we don't have any way to find out if you do." That, that's exactly it, and that, you know that leads to kind of the you know the, the third thing for us, which is was technology innovation. We mm-hmm. are always on the outlook for the latest technology. We have got, we've got a great reputation in the industry. So the manufacturers are always coming to us with mm. the new innovations that they have. And so we're Try always, this. See if this machine works better or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, safer for the patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we also have uh, the, the great surgical expertise. So, you know, 
trust and uh, experience is huge when you're getting surgery done. I would think so. I've never had my eyes done. I'm wearing glasses for those of you that can't see me and you're just listening to me here. I've always worn glasses since I was in fifth grade. And every time my wife hated wearing glasses, she only started later in life. So she was determined. I'm sorry it makes sound sexist, but she's, you know, she's a woman. How she looked was important, and she just hated the whole thing of wearing glasses. I was just used to it. It's part of my life. When I went in with her, oh, they were all over me. They're like, you're the perfect candidate. You know, you're, you're nearsighted. It's easier to do, and why don't we just do this, and let's do two for one. And, boy, I'm just scared to death of the whole thing. It just see, I've heard too many horror stories where people come, not my wife's case, but I've heard too many people that come out and they can't see well at night or they see a halo or the other sorts of problems. Talk about that. And, you know, is how much, how much of a danger risk is there out there and how much better is it today than it was 10 years ago, five years ago? Right. So at the inception of, of, of LASIK, it was done with uh, a microkeratome blade. So it was actually uh, an actual blade hmm. that the surgeon was using to, to make the, the cut. That, that's being done with half the procedures out there today. And that's where you can find, when you see in those newspapers, those mm-hmm. low-price uh, providers, right. you're, you're likely getting the, the, the blade. Uh, which is not the not the laser, not the safer, not the more accurate solution that's out there. So, mm-hmm. as far as is the halos and those type of things, that's really legacy from a few decades ago, is it okay? and it, it's really an incredibly safe procedure today. Uh, but you know, in the hands of the right surgeon, and if you do, the, we, we don't have failure. You know, the question is, are you going to get twenty twenty, or you might even get a little better, twenty fifteen. But clearly, you must have to deal with a fear, and you must have to develop a trust. And I don't know how you do that with something as sacred as your eyes. You know, it's one thing if you, I don't know, you you screw up something else, and okay, I can still. I'm trying to think of something that would be okay to screw up. I can't think of too many things in your body would be okay, but somehow your eyes just seem like, oh, maybe it's just me. I'm just you're, you're, terrified of that. You know, the patients that come through the door every day, we we deal with this. It's your your eyesight has ha, been self-reported mm-hmm. by by people that the out of the five senses that we have, that 83 percent of our interaction with the world is through our eyes. I believe it. I and believe it. so, you know, that comes down to where at Envision, we've done over 200,000 procedures. Wow. And we have the surgeons who've done these. And so, again, experience. It's, it's mm-hmm. when you're doing a surgery and you run into one of those what-if scenarios, you can't, there's no replication for, for experience. And that's, you know, so that that's the way that we Now, would there be some place, let's say I'm a Hollywood movie star or something, or I'm a big mogul, would I go above? Is there something that you guys don't offer that would be the next step up, or are you guys the the Lexus of the industry here? There, There is no step up from us in the okay. sense that we have some of the best surgeons, the latest technology, and it doesn't matter if you are... You know, Brad Pitt, or <laughs> or or yourself, or me, uh, just you, you know, me. or myself. <laughs> you're going to get the the exact same experience, and you'll have the same outcome. Okay, um, let's talk about how you got into this. Then, what's your background, and what led you to? Did you start this business, or are you just the operating office, the, yeah. the CEO of it? I'm the CEO of uh, of a founder owned company. Yeah, hmm. oh, that's an. an uh, we had a lot of those on this, and that presents some interesting dynamics and challenges i had one uh, just to give you an example um years ago we had uh an expert on who talk, was talking about uh, family-owned businesses and said that the business 
can only get to a certain level as long as the founder is still alive and involved. Why? Because at some levels, the founders want to be involved in every decision that's ever made. It's their baby. They created it. And suddenly it grows to a point where it's just impossible to have, be in every meeting. It's, and so there's a, it becomes a freeze. I've, I've seen this in my own background. I was in public relations for a number of years and you, they reach a certain point and the company can't grow because the founder physically has to stay involved in everything they think and can't let go. That's exactly it. And our, our founder, Dr. Tom Tuma, had built a spectacular business over the last, you know, first 13 years mm-hmm. uh, of, of the, uh, of, of his, uh, his run. And he got to the point where he said, you know what? I need professional management to come Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and he, he was very committed. Uh, he's a very successful entrepreneur in his own right. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to grow the business to the next level. And so he said, I'm going to find somebody who can run this business, define the strategy, mm-hmm. take us to where we want to go, and build his own management team around uh, that business who have the capabilities of taking it to the next level. And it also speaks to the uh, to the issue of succession. Uh, we're going to run a commercial here from in a minute from uh, one of our sponsors who is a company that helps deal with uh, – family-owned businesses and how you pass them on to the next generation. What often happens in these situations is the founder, founders himself, dies, ages, gets disinterested, and there is nobody. Everything was built around them. They did everything. And suddenly the business starts to flop and flounder, founder, whatever, uh, because there isn't a professional group, not just to take it to the next level, but to continue it past the lifespan of the original founder here. Right, and to to our founder, Dr. Tuma's credit, he he, he has the foresight to, to think through this. That's exactly mm-hmm. what he's looking at. We've had conversations about legacy. We've had conversations of if tomorrow he wasn't around, right. what happens with the business? And he right. wants this business to continue on as a as really it's, it's it's a legacy. Yeah. Do you want to end up being Ford Motor Company or the Hup Mobile or whoever 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 the man named Hup was that started that company? <laughs> you know, there's too many of those. Well, let's take a break. There, it's a perfect time to talk about some of these commercials and sponsors here. You're listening to uh, Critical Mass for Business right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire? or try and pass that business on to your children. At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. 
If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Okay, we're back talking eye surgery and Lasix with one of the leading companies out there. Give us the name of the firm again here. Company is Envision. Envision. And is that I-N or E-N? It's the letter N and the word vision altogether. I'm glad I asked. Okay, so the letter N and the word vision altogether. And I'm assuming the website is nvision.com? EnvisionCenters.com. Envision Centers. Okay, good. All right. How many Envision Centers are there out there? We have 17 locations across California. How many do you envision that you're going to build over the next years? Is this where you want to be, or is there going to be 100 of these things? Is it going to be nationwide, worldwide? What do you see in the future? Well, we're definitely expanding. We uh, made our first two acquisitions late last year in December Mm. in Sacramento. So it was our first foray outside of Southern California, mm-hmm. and we are currently looking at other locations, both in California, but now beginning to look outside the state. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, what I do know is, is focus is a is a thing that drives a business. Mm-hmm. And so, and and having somebody who can lose sleep over something. So, <laughs> right. so I, I hired a head of business development, and <laughs> let you worry about and it. And I right. said, your job <laughs> is to buy things, and right. that's. What he is he is doing right now. So you know, ultimately, I think we'll be uh, across the country is very reasonable. And do we go beyond that? It's it's very possible. But I, I think you know we've got a lot of room for growth here, and we'll take it one step at a time. We have had a number of people on this show who either uh, manufacture or distribute medical devices, high exotic pieces of uh, equipment. I just think of um, MRIs and CAT scans, but I know there's millions of other things. That, isotope microscopes or something. I don't know, all sorts of crazy stuff. And for some reason, Orange County seems to be a center of this. There's a lot of medical device manufacturing here. One of the things they've all talked about is the potential for an overseas market, particularly in China, where there is suddenly a growing uh, affluence and a rising middle class that doesn't want to see their eyesight go bad and doesn't want to, uh, you know, walk with a limp when they can get... Uh, uh, artificial knee or something else here. Do you ever envision taking these centers and going to another country like that, or is that too big a leap? No, I think we we could, and it, it there's two ways it could happen. It could be by acquiring a mm-hmm. entity that's established in the marketplace, which is, I think, very possibly a good way of They've doing it. They've already figured out how to yeah. market these things and how to handle the different cultural differences and, and uh, government regulations and all that kind of stuff. Why not take them over rather than reinvent the wheel yourself. Yeah, I, you know, I, I love the hub and, and <laughs> spoke strategy. So mm-hmm. you, you start with something that is established, and then you build from there. And that's exactly what we're doing here right now. So mm-hmm. we, we've got a hub mm-hmm. of the 15. We added two more. We'll add more. 
but off a, off mm-hmm. a base. So I, I could you know definitely see where there would be certain countries that we want to look into. I'm you know China. I don't know. I mean China has got its own challenges. So I'm not. It's the one on everybody's radar these days here because it's so big. But uh, people are talking about Brazil or even Mexico. The things there's lots of you know rising third world economies here where people are looking to get some of the things that we take for granted here in this country. Like I'm just thinking out loud, LASIK surgery. You know, 20 years ago it was unheard of or it was very unusual. I don't know when it actually. How, when did they start? I don't even know when LASIK started. LASIK's been around for a couple of decades. Yeah, it's somehow I thought 20 years or something yeah. like that. And it seems like in the last five or ten years has been a proliferation of the technology. I don't know if it's because it got safer or better or just more accepted, but I see a lot more people doing it than I've ever thought of before. It was kind of rare at one point. Yeah, well, the technology is there now. Uh, it's a very safe procedure in the right hands of the right surgeons, mm-hmm. and it, it rode along. It's an elective surgery, right? Mm-hmm. So it rode along with the economy, mm-hmm. and economy's booming, uh, you're paying out of pocket, you've got the money, you feel good about the future, and so, and and, and then the other thing is mm-hmm. the baby boomers, yeah. the largest generation that we had in the country. You nailed it. We're, I'm in that smack in the middle that I'm 57, and, you know, I still feel like I'm 37. I don't want to admit <laughs> that my body's slowing down in any way, shape, or form, nor, nor will I accept it. So if I can get an artificial knee, an artificial hip, better eyes, believe me, I'm going to do all of that stuff because I don't want to... I don't want to get old. I'm never going to be old. You know, I might be older, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to accept aging the same way my my parents did. All right. So, what other procedures do? You, is, is this it? Are you a one stop shop? You do LASIK, and when I come and I have a wonderful experience there, and all I do is recommend you to somebody else, or is there something else you can upsell me? Is there some other reason I'm going to come back and visit your centers in my lifetime here? Right. Well, when I joined the company a couple of years ago, and I looked at the business and said, "Well, where where's the future?" Mm-hmm. and LASIK is a mature business, and mm-hmm. it's driven by consumer confidence, and consumer confidence is, is driven by the economy. Mm-hmm. So economists right. all say that the next three to five years, it's going to be a slow-growing economy, right. which means consumer confidence isn't going to be great. So so I might put off some of those elective things uh, for a while. I might not. If you're thinking of plastic surgery, this isn't the, the year to be doing it. If you're thinking of other elective things, procedures, I'm going to get my teeth fixed. I'm going to get my eyes fixed. I'm going to do other things. I could put that off for a while. Maybe. Yeah, let, let me wait and see what right. happens. Let me feel better. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Our business, we can we, we can look at our business in any given month, and we can tell you what consumer confidence is doing. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, You're the canary in the coal mine here. Yeah, I, I wish it was a forward-looking number instead of a backward-looking <laughs> one, but... <laughs> but so you know, it's we are you know looking at where else we can go. And what we did is we right. said, well, wh- who are we? We said, well, our strategy and, and what we want to be when we grow up is the innovative leader mm-hmm. in lifestyle surgical eye care. So mm-hmm. we said, well, what fits within that? Uh, and you know, I'm going I'm to break that down a little bit. So you said you inserted the word lifestyle. I'm assuming that's by choice. You're not talking about somebody that for some reason. They're losing their eyesight or something for, for now, whatever reason. Now, we're, we we want to do the, the procedures that are more electively driven. Okay. That are more cash-based as compared to Medicare-based. Right. And so we looked and we said, well, we're already doing some cataracts. Mm-hmm. And we're really good at at uh, lifestyle, uh, you know, consultative selling. Mm-hmm. And one of the fastest-growing parts of cataract surgery is not the standard government-issue monofocal lens, which... We'll give you your distance vision back, mm-hmm. generally. Mm-hmm. But the multifocal lenses will give you both your distance and your reading vision back. And that isn't covered by Medicare. 
And it's, I'm nodding. You can't see it right now, but I'm nodding every time he says this because this is what my wife just had done. First, she had her eyes done, and then she went back and had because she had cataracts. She's in her early 60s here. And we were surprised, but she's an out California blonde, sits in the sun, out in the beach, and I'm not going to wear sunglasses. Who needs to do any of that stuff? And all of a sudden, she has cataracts growing. And yeah, uh, we found out that there was a whole difference between the basic one that we could get uh, covered in medical insurance. Or maybe this other one that would, so she wouldn't have to wear a glass. She has an astigmatism, too, which has always bothered her. It's been very difficult to get prescriptions. She has um, uh, what, mono vision, so one eye sh- long and one eye short. Right. Oh, I mean, it's been a nightmare. Wearing, when she had to start wearing glasses, that's one of the reasons she hated it, because she could never get a true prescription. So it's been a godsend. All of that went away. Talk about some of these other things that you do with cataracts and implants and so, stuff. So, you know, so cataracts, you know, the great thing is, is the baby boomers have gone through the LASIK phase mm-hmm. and now they're going through the cataract, <laughs> cataract phase. phase. Yep, that's new. And 10,000 baby boomers a day, every day for the next 17 years, turning 65, and the mm-hmm. majority of them were, are, of us are going to, to need uh, cataract surgery. So, mm-hmm. so it's a, a huge market for us. And again, we're really good at doing the elective lifestyle upselling to a product that's beyond just the basic and mm-hmm. why it might be beneficial to you because at the end of the day we're not selling you really on anything we're, we're communicating the options i thought it was kind of a uh, kind of exorbitant uh, the money we spent to do her eyes you know there was a basic one that we could sort of get paid for but this multi-focal whatever you said multifocal, multifocal. lens and that allowed her to do this and all these things and i thought well she's had such terrible trouble and this was a couple of years ago, right before the big crash, so we felt a little, little richer in those days. But I'll tell you what, it had nothing to do with lifestyle. It had everything to do with living. I mean, if that makes sense. This isn't just about so she can go skiing tomorrow or something or pretend she's 30 again. It changed her life. I mean, it really did. You know, she just feels better about driving. She feels just a richer experience everything she looks at she doesn't have the hassle of wearing glasses it's more than just a hassle i I just can't explain i've seen it before and after it was more than just oh this will be nice or fun it really did make a dramatic difference in how she sees the world right for once in a lifetime procedure yeah right exactly yes it does cost several thousand dollars out of pocket Mm -hmm. but for how it can fundamentally change and improve your life hard to believe until i saw it i thought we were kind of wasting our money and she was being a little vain about it, but no, it really did make a big difference, and I'm glad we did spend the extra money to, to do all that because, yeah, I mean, she's good now for the rest of her life, basically, I guess. So, you know, that's a, an area that is going to have a huge expansion over mm-hmm. the next 17 years, as I said, and there's no national provider with consistent quality care in that That's space. True. So for us, we look at that as why can't we be one of those leaders in that space with the great quality surgeons that we have who are already doing the procedure. I can't tell you who we went to. I should have the name at the top of my head, but it was a it was just a doctor and he just has a place he does this. It wasn't like part of a, a chain or a group of people or whatever. So you know, it wouldn't do me any good unless you lived right in South Orange County where we were at to recommend you this doctor unless you wanted to come to this. And that was kind of what I thought all of those procedures were. They were kind of one-offs. Doctors had the equipment and they did it. They had their little center or something. You're talking about 
bringing this to a bigger mass market type of Bring, bringing it to a, a bigger audience um, but with a group of surgeons who have the expertise under their belt who are sharing the best practices with the latest technology so everything we're doing with lasik mm-hmm. applies also to, to cataract so when you, you you have your choice between the the you know the one guy versus mm-hmm. this company that has all of this expertise it makes it a much easier decision to make. And I would think the one guy doesn't have access to the latest and greatest. Uh, they might have the research. I'm sure they could research, but the equipment. I, I think that's an interesting point that you brought up. If I'm a manufacturer of all this stuff, I'm only going to take the new wave of stuff to so many of these one guys out there. But if I've got a, a, a group of upper-end providers and they're doing a lot more of these, I would think you have a better relationship, a different kind of relationship with the vendors who are always upgrading equipment and trying out new techniques and technologies and stuff. So I guess what I'm saying is I would, I guess somehow you would have more of the latest and greatest technologies than the one-man office would. Well, laser technology is now used with cataract surgery, but Mm -hmm. the vast, vast majority of cataract surgery is done without the laser. Yeah. And or they literally take a little knife and go in there, cut this stuff out, and pull it out. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. And and we have uh, the LensX laser, which is one of the latest uh, technologies in the marketplace, mm-hmm. and that it, it improves the, the the quality of the outcome, mm-hmm. the the discomfort for the patient, and you know makes complete sense. And it's again exactly what we do is we are always looking for the next best thing to provide the best patient outcome. Do you ever think that Medicare, as we move to more whatever we're going to call it, Obamacare, nationalized health care coverage in some way, shape, or form, will it ever progress where it will start to cover more of these in-depth procedures, uh, or are they just going to, you think this is always going to be just an elective thing? I, I think it's going to be an elective thing, and the reason for that is they made the decision not to create a code for it mm-hmm. some years ago. But that is a good thing because it allowed the manufacturers to invest a lot of R&D dollars into mm-hmm. developing better quality technology because they knew that they could sell it at a price that they could recoup that R&D spending. So they're not just trying to, as we say in California, education, you know, right to the test here. They're not just trying to create equipment that meets that code. They may be trying something that, that's far different than the code or that exceeds the code or has different specifications in the code. And the way they justify that research is, all right, we're going to charge a premium for this. Right. So they can charge the premium because they were able to invest the dollars in doing it. And as a result, mm-hmm. us and, the, and, and, uh, and patients have a, a better outcome or a better uh, solution that has been otherwise been available and probably wouldn't have been available. Amazing. Well, it just goes to show you, even in a mature marketplace, as you say, LASIK surgery has become, there is still room to grow. There are other markets to conquer. And there are new technologies that open up whole new opportunities or techniques for your company and for people to benefit from what you've already created here. That's what we believe. All right. Tell us again the name of the company, the website, and how people can get in touch with you if they want to learn more. The company is Envision, the letter N and the word vision together. And the website is envisioncenters.com where you'll have access to all of our locations where you can contact directly or to our, our call center. And I'm assuming if our listeners want to learn more, do you guys give a free consultation, or how does this work here? Yeah. We're uh, going to sucker you into giving them something here today. Here. <laughs> uh, come, come on in. Um, <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's a, a free consultation for uh, a LASIK 
procedure, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you'll learn everything you need to know in an hour to make yourself feel comfortable about what procedure you're about to embark. And here's the tough question: I should have asked you this offline, but you're not wearing glasses. Did you no. go through the procedure yourself, or is this something still in your future? You look a little younger than I am, so I have to. I, I might give you some slack. Here. I, I've got a couple, a couple more years, <laughs> but but what I'm probably going to more likely need is something uh, called the presbyopia inlay, which is to eliminate the need for reading glasses. That's a technology and that we are going to be introducing probably in the next year or so. And so I have to, uh, the, the, what, what I used to call the Ted Kennedy reading glasses, those little half glasses that he always wore on his nose because he's too vain to wear full glasses. We'll, we'll be able to take care of that for you uh, in the U.S. <laughs> uh, in, in probably next year or so. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to that. We'll have you, have to have you come back when that fully comes online and is available, and you can talk more about that service too because, yeah, there are a lot of people out there don't want to, you know, don't really need full glasses, but you lose that ability. It's, isn't it a muscle or something that gives out that stops you from being able to switch from reading close up yeah, to far that's, away? that's basically it, and it happens to all of us. Where You may not need distance glasses, but once you get into your 40s, by the yes. time you're, 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 you're through your 40s, you most likely are going to need uh, reading glasses. That was glasses. one of the rude awakenings when I turned like 41. They said suddenly, I, I had glasses anyway, but suddenly I needed bifocals. And I thought, bifocals, that's for my you know 90-year-old dad. You know, this isn't for me here. But, yeah, I needed bifocals, so, and I still have them. <laughs> All right. Well, I, you may be hearing from me. Maybe I'll get over my fear here and come and check it out. I think it certainly uh, sounds like you've mastered this technique and have lots of new technologies yet ahead here. So. Thank you for sharing that with us here today. You've been listening, as always, to Critical Mass for Business, the only show that uh, focuses on local entrepreneurs and the ideas and information you can learn from their story and their example. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, What else do we have to say? I think that's pretty much it. We're going to be back uh, next uh, week. Rick will be back uh, hosting the show. And until then, you're listening to Critical Mass right here on octalkradio.net.